I believe that veterans are the key to unlocking America's next golden age. By empowering and influencing one million veterans to transition well and become leaders in their communities, we can unlock our country's destiny and continue to change the world. My name is Bernard Bergen. Bennett Tanton is a co-founder at Battle Site Technologies, advisor at fiveparagraph.com, managing editor and co-host at Change Your POV Podcast Network, co-founder and host at Cigars and Sea Stories, former infantry team leader at the United States Army, former reconnaissance man at United States Marine Corps. In our conversation, Bennett will go deep with just his philosophy of how he views life. Bennett talks about purpose and why living your purpose, no matter what the setbacks, no matter what the confrontations, conflicts, or sometimes even speed bumps are, allows you to continue to serve and continue to give back beyond the uniform. Let's get started. I'll start with the quote that was just on your site, on your Facebook, and it it really resonated with me. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. It says, try not to be a man of success but a man of value. Why is this quote important to you? Really, I guess it comes down to I'm of the opinion that life is about giving and giving back to those that have sacrificed for you, for me, and everybody to be where we're at today. You know, as a community, as a country, as whatever microcosm you want to box yourself into, that by adding value to every situation that you're put into, you're giving back to that, right? That idea that whatever you want to call it. So for me, it's always about giving back to my family, to my community, which are are mainly, you know, my community as in like my tribe, I I call them, you know, it's the veteran community for the most part. Not to say that there's anything wrong with success, but it's easy to lose sight of what's important when you're successful. Mm. But if you focus on adding value and what your values are, you'll most likely end up with both success and being a good person. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, what is really about, it's about going through life, being a good person. And this is one of those things that we learned in the military is leave it better than when you got it. And that's kind of the whole point in my eyes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you touched on values because I think at times I was given a talk once to a group of veterans and I could see how resistant they were. You know, I told them like, look, the values need to be in your heart, not on the wall. You know, it's easy for you to point to the values. Like, this is what we live. And I was like, do you, you know, like, right. like, is it in your heart? And I love that you touched on that. And I love that you touched on, it is about giving. It is about leaving things better than you found it. That brings us right to our next question. Do you think for some veterans that chasing the next success, you know, they had an amazing career and and they want to be successful is like first thought in their minds, you know, versus, as you mentioned, increasing the value, leaving things better, giving back when they continue this service outside of the uniform, which do you think creates more of the struggle, the blindness of chasing success? Or do you think we kind of get it? It's about service. So increasing value is very much a part of who we are. Right. So I think the success that they had in the service was probably because of something of them adding value to either their team, their squad, their unit. It's pretty easy to translate 
for a veteran because almost your entire job, especially in like a warfighter situation, is about adding value to a battle, to a mission, to whatever. Because if you're not adding value to that, what's your point? What's the point? You're either going to get killed or get other people killed. Mm. So you have to add value. So that's an easy translation to after, you know, once military members become veterans and the struggle for chasing that success, if they would just focus on adding value, Mm -hmm. they would get the success. It goes along those same lines. And really, what is the measure of success that we're talking about? That comes down to your perception of life and your values. And so, again, it all rolls kind of right back to the same thing. At least that's my take on it. Yeah. And what I like is in just what you're sharing, it's like you found your North Star and you just live based on that. And it was pretty incredible as I researched much of the work that you're doing to include the Change Your POV Podcast Network. It's so entrenched in values and and your North Star and, and helping And over at the Change Your POV Podcast Network, you know, it's comprised of veterans and veteran advocates hell-bent on providing as much value as possible to service members, those in transition, veterans and their families. And you guys have multiple shows a week. And what's incredible about that is I've always feel that there's not enough voices sharing our story authentically. And here you guys are, an entire network. I think six or seven days a week, sharing that unique perspective and letting everyone know that if we change our point of view, that we definitely can find our North Star and continue to do great work. Now, I I want the mindset of the planning stage of building this. Was it something just super (laughs) organic or was it more, all right, guys, if not us, then who? All right. So it started originally. I have another podcast as well that's not part of the network. Mm hmm called Cigars and Sea Stories. Okay. Uh, and, and it's like a Marine-centric podcast that I do with a, another gentleman named Mike Penny. Okay. And that's really where the ad value kind of comes from is our whole thing. But at the end of the day, it just permeates into what everything that I do. So doing that podcast, I've met, you know, Cigars and Sea Stories, I've met a ton of people, one of which was Eddie Lazary, who is my partner, and Changer POV. Now, technically, when him and I met, Changer POV existed. So he is the founder. And I like to give credit where credit is due. He's the founder and the brainchild of this whole thing. But it was very much along the same lines as add value, help veterans become as successful out of uniform as they were when they were in the whole thing. Right? Right. So we met and I was basically, I said to him, my exact words were, I love your show. I love what you're doing. I love the concept. And he had like seven shows out at this time, right? He had probably done seven episodes and some were with guests. And I think three were him doing solo shows. And I was like, I love it. And your shows with guests are great, but your solo shows, bro, they suck. Mm. Those are my exact words. And he starts laughing and he goes, man, it's so hard to do a show by yourself, to do a solo show. And I was like, yeah, I agree with you. And as a guy who's, you know, at that point, I think I'd already done something like 150 or 200 different podcast episodes. I'm not like some seasoned professional, but it's a lot. I'd been through the ring a couple of times. So 
that's kind of where that was all born as I offered to say, I said, Hey, so I can come on and I can just help you through until you figure out exactly what you're doing. And I will just be like your co-host or your perpetual guest or whatever until you see fit to tell me to hit the road. Well, and now he's just never told me to hit the road and brought me on board and (laughs) calls me the co-founder, but you know, it's, and it's all fine. It's great. I love it. But then we were just like, how can we change stuff to make it different? Again, change your point of view. Right. Right. And so what we did is we found some like-hearted folks and asked them if they wanted to, and they, we had interviewed them on our show, different guests. And we're like, we think that they have a niche that would add value to our overarching goal, which is really focused on veterans and, and veteran transition and how they deal with the civilian world in general. So we brought them on. It was nerve wracking, I will say, but uh, we figured it out and uh, we're doing okay at this point. Nice, nice. And I, you know, the reason I asked, you know, because I think one of the deep reasons I ventured into this medium, because I believe, you know, we're busy, but we also need to share each other's stories and, and just hear from those who've done it. And, you know, I found that so many people are a bit nervous about doing it. And I think if we, you know, share our truth, yeah, it is nerve wracking, but guess what? We got it done. You know, we've done hard things before. Yeah. That right. more, yeah. That more voices will join. And I think when that occurs, then the, not just positivity, but the depth of sharing will go up where people are like, Oh man, I went through that too. And I was sharing a story with a fellow veteran and I was like, my wife and I don't have children. So when I came home from Afghanistan, she was like, look, babe, I love you, but I know you're going to need some time. Let me know when you're home, all of you versus one of my brothers, you know, he has a lot of children. You know, I have 24 nieces and nephews. So Good Lord. Um, yeah, they're all pulling their weight. <laughs> right, right. But you know, he walks in the door and his wife is like, baby, your other kids, I need a break. Totally different, you know? And yeah, totally different. I think without sharing those stories, people won't know, like, they're not the only one. And I would love to see so many more veterans just doing what you guys have done, which is just transforming the airways by consistently having content and conversations that allow us to hear our own voices and hear how we've healed, how we found our North Star and continue to move on. Right. Yeah. And that's really what we try to do is just give people a voice. One of the things that I'm really working on now is just trying to bridge that gap. I mean, it's such a cliche word, but it's like help folks realize that you're always going to be a veteran. I mean, it's like, that's, you're not a civilian anymore, but we have to operate within that, the constructs of that society. So you better just learn to make the best of it and kind of like, follow me. Here we go. Yeah. 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 And I love that. And I love that that change your POV, you know, like that's so incredible for me because it's such a perspective shift. And that's what you're saying. Like if you tune in, no, I'm, I'm going to look you straight in the eyes and I'm going to talk about perspective and I'm going to meet you where you're at, but I'm going to point you to some options that are better if you need them than uh, right. where we started the conversation. Now, I like your specific show title, Attack Fridays. Why that title? And also, you know, you guys give actionable tips, tricks, and coachable knowledge. And also why that format? Yeah. So part of it, 
part of it is now is we're kind of, it's not that we're moving away from that, but it's the, the attack was just kind of a way to, because we were, before we brought all these other guests on, uh, or not like guest hosts or, or hosts or they are hosts of their own shows. But really before we brought that on, we were just trying to like have shows that really highlighted things that add value to someone's day. Right. Mm-hmm. So the way that we saw that was with the tech and we still do create them. We haven't had one in a little while, but we still have, it's basically just about really niching down to somebody's um, real expertise mm-hmm. and like, how do they implement that stuff. So whether it's trying to find a job, you know, we've, we've had folks on in the past that that's their expertise. You know, how do you mm-hmm. go out and find a job or what's the best way for a veteran to, what's the process to go through? It kind of crosses the whole gamut of, so what we've kind of done now though, is we're kind of back to the change your POV regular show and we'll have a tech episode still, mm-hmm. but that's the whole format part of that is that it's so needled down to like a really specific niche that really we find it, you know, Hey, we've got a couple of veterans that have either called us or, or contacted us that need help with this. Right. We'll find an expert in that, or we'll research it ourselves and we'll talk about it. That's right. really what attack is about is right. really being able to get down and then giving people coachable knowledge to be able to execute upon that information that they're giving. Like, so we'll literally tell them, go do this instead of, because too often, I think veterans are overwhelmed with what is out there. There's so much information overload. And sometimes you just need to tell people, I mean, we're people that have followed orders, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you just have to tell them what they need to do as long as it's within reason. Yeah. That's the cherry on top of the attack part. Love it. Love it. Listeners, if you're listening, you guys need to head over to iTunes and subscribe to the Change Your Point of View podcast network. I'm telling you. They are covering all bases and really connecting us, as Bennett definitely, mentioned. Definitely covering all the bases. Yeah, yeah, all bases. All bases are covered. Thick shows now at this point. Yeah, yeah. I was, and, I was, so we do it a little different, though. We use one RSS feed. Now, right. I, I'm using the jargon that the podcasters understand. But what that means is that if you subscribe to the Change Your POV podcast network, you will get all the shows on one feed. You don't have to subscribe to six different ones. Right. Right. Which is different. And I don't know of anyone else that's doing it. So it's kind of like tuning into your favorite TV station at, at yep. eight o'clock at night. Yep. You're going to sit, you're going to be able to watch the next, you know, your four favorite shows right in a row. Right. 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 Instead yeah. of having to scan all over and hit last and all the stuff as you, yeah. yeah. For those that have time to watch TV. So that's how we're a little different with that as well. Yeah. And that was one of the things I found very unique and insightful that you guys pooled your ideas and time and created the network. And that way, as you mentioned, you know, veterans can tune into a place where they can trust the voices and the voices that are coming up next. And I thought that was a fantastic approach to what you guys are doing. So I'm going to tap into your business insights. First question in that realm was, when did you know business came naturally to you? (laughs) I guess it's a, it's kind of a, it's a cliche answer, but I would say childhood. Oh, wow. I, I kind of always knew it, but I fought against it. <laughs> okay. 
Now, as a child, I embraced it because I wanted stuff because mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with the best upbringing necessarily. We weren't uh, destitute, but we weren't rich either. So right. I didn't get the stuff that I wanted unless I was able to make that happen. So I learned that from a young age that to get what you really want, you need to go out and make it happen. So I you know, would shovel snow and I would mow lawns and all that type of stuff. And I ended up got to a point where I mowed a lot of lawns. And I also now see this is also the days when a kid could have a paper route. Mm -hmm. So I actually had a paper route (laughs) and I would do the collections for that and all that. And I did that from as far as back as I can remember. I remember literally delivering papers when I was like 10. So that went all the way up until high school, even delivering papers. But then I was able to get a job. So I got a real, you know, job. Mm -hmm. But I always had that inclining that I wanted to do my own thing. And my mom was very entrepreneurial as well and owned her own, like she was a seamstress and made like potholders and embroidered stuff for people and all that stuff, but out of our house. So I saw that always as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you you shared that because I think some people definitely have a penchant for business and they always and I love that you mentioned it. They push against it. You know, they push against that natural and this is a good fit, but you know, you're making headlines with battle site technologies. And I'd love for you to just tell us a bit more about this venture and, and even maybe some of the backstory of how you and, you know, some of your uh, team from idea to reality. So basically battle site was uh, brought to me by, and again, this is the power of networking, right? So that's one of the biggest things. Veterans, you need to network, period. You know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but, you know, at the end of the day, this whole thing happened because of networking. And I had interviewed Nick Ripplinger, who is um, the co-founder of Battlesite, along with me on our podcast. And then we had done like a mastermind together and we had just kind of stayed in touch. He is the author of a, a really good book called Frontline Leadership. And he's just a really smart dude. He's one of the most humble people I know, too, because he's got like an MBA from Harvard. Mm. But you would never know it. He never talks about it. But I'm going to blow his stuff up right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? That type of thing. Yeah. So really smart guy, army vet, comes to me and says, literally like in a call at 11 o'clock at night and says, okay, so what would you think about a product that it's a chem light that you can write with? And I'm like, wait, what? like mm-hmm. trying to figure out what he's talking about. And he's like, imagine, he's like, you know, when we would go on missions and we try to write something, like you end up cutting the tip off of a chem light and trying to write with it. And it's just disgusting. It's, it's a mess, right? Yeah. yeah. And trying to do anything but like wave it up and down or swing it around with a chem light for marking anything. That's just what it is, right? Right, right. Taping it to something or something like that. So he goes, so what if we could create a glow stick or chem light that you could write with literally like a marker or like a crayon on the wall, man. I was like, bro, we'd be able to do this, 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 you know, this is 11 o'clock at night on like a, like on a Thursday. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we could do all this stuff. And he goes, that's what I'd like to hear. He's like, so what do you think you want to do this? I was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I had never met neck in person. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, we had talked a lot over the phone and online and stuff, but I had never met him. 
So, but because of my background in special operations and just in people that I knew, he saw the value in bringing me in. So I thank you, Nick Ripplinger, for doing that, number one. But what an amazing product to literally change the lives and change the game in, in the military, law enforcement, and, you know, emergency response. Oh, yeah. Not to even mention the novelty market, which will come later, but just the ability to mark on a door that, yes, we went through here. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard enough to communicate on a battlefield as it is. Come on. <laughs> right? Yeah. So if you can actually write a message in, now see, here's the kicker. We can do it in infrared. See, that I was reading that and I was waiting for you to talk about that because I was like, yeah. Yeah. So we can, make it, we can make it in infrared. So only, well, you know, I mean, yeah. technology is spreading faster than we can even imagine. And our enemies more and more every day are able to use night vision as well. This, again, is another reason why to use a technology like this, because then you don't have to mark targets with a laser that shows, hey, I'm right here. Here I am with the pack laser, blazing the target. Mm-hmm. And see, you know, if you follow this laser all the way, you can shoot me. Now we can actually put the boots on the ground. They can mark targets for aerial, for wherever. It's limitless. We have licensed this technology and got exclusive rights to it and to the patents, and uh, we're making it happen at this point. So, wow, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and we should be doing our testing first run of testing with a bunch of different military units and mainly uh, law enforcement SWAT teams and whatnot mm-hmm. happening in uh, March, and then Powerful. we'll be. But there's so much buzz in the community about this product already that it's like ridiculous. So Yeah. Yeah. It's a good problem to have. Definitely. Yes, for sure. Definitely blessed already, <laughs> you know, and we haven't even sold one unit yet. It's a good problem to have, but it's one of those things that you have to be smart because again, as business goes, you don't want to raise money just for the sake of raising money. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's a whole nother show though, probably. <laughs> so. Yeah, but but, you know, then you get me right to our next subject and question area where, you know, you have such a successful track record, just navigating, again, just consciously thinking about what could occur, some of the pitfalls, some of the failures. Mm -hmm. What deepened your ability to do that? Was it your military service? Was it just different things you've been a part of? And what keeps your strategic mind as sharp as it is? Well, is knowing failure when you see it. It's acknowledging that failure exists, right? Mm -hmm. We can fail and some of us do it spectacularly. Yeah. Right. You know, like I've had a failed business where I got sued by a multinational corporation. Wow. Because of trade or trademark infringement. Trust me, I'll never do that again. Yeah. I didn't realize I was doing it too. So ignorance is not an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's just not, Uh, you just have to learn from it. So, What it comes down to is the biggest strategy for me is to acknowledge that the failure exists, take responsibility for it. Whether it's your fault or not, you as an entrepreneur are where the buck stops. As the chief executive of a company, that's where the buck stops. As the president of the United States, that's where the buck stops, depending on, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We learn that inevitably in the military, we learn that, that regardless of who messed up underneath you at the buck stops with you and it's your responsibility. So you can always delegate your authority, but you can't delegate your responsibility. Here it is. So (laughs) figure out how to mitigate those risks that you've learned of 
and then learn how to deal with them in the future and then move on. Mm-hmm. That's it. Continue to execute because if you don't continue to execute, nothing gets done. Yeah. I like that. And I like how clear that was about just, you know, fully accepting responsibility, but also knowing that there is a place of moving forward. Just because you fail at one little aspect doesn't mean it's all gone. You know, it might be to pull back, repackage and, and then reintroduce, right? Yeah. But you have to be able to mitigate those pitfalls and the risks that you see and that you learn from. And that's the key. You got to learn from them. Another Einstein quote, if you do the same thing over and over and over and over again and expect different results, it's insanity. That is the definition of insanity, right? So too often we have folks that do that. That's really what it comes down to. And then really continue to execute, move forward. I mean, because we know if you lose your momentum, you can lose it all. Yeah. So just pivot and keep moving forward. You heard that, listeners. Pivot and move forward. Now, I want to challenge you with this. Would the 18-year-old you take that advice? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it depends. Because <laughs> the 18-year-old me was already in the, in the Marine Corps. You know what I mean? Got it. So I'd have to say that I was pretty good at taking advice. I, I had, luckily, even though my father wasn't really around as a teenager, I had pretty decent mentors. Uh, mm-hmm. So they kind of made it. I didn't really have a choice but to listen to them because I did <laughs> better, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, luckily enough, I probably would have listened, but I'm sure I didn't as well. There's plenty of times that you do just dumb stuff as a kid. So, right, right. Especially yeah. as an 18-year-old. Yeah, I was going to say that. As a, at 18, we do 18. Yeah. You know? So I would like to say, yeah, but probably not, I guess. <laughs> at the end of the day, let's be honest here. Probably yeah. not. But that's given all the young Marines hope, though, because, right, you know, right. navigating from 18 to now, you know, you are not only pushing ahead in business, but you're also giving back in a major way. And we do appreciate that. And for the example as well. Now, I try to challenge our guests with this question. One word answer. When I say military transitions, what would your one word be? Purpose. Okay. And I would say mission, but I think purpose is better. Because I think in this day and age, too often, not just veterans, but people in general lack purpose. Mm. And really purpose is the key to why the hell are we here otherwise? So if you don't find your purpose or your mission or whatever you want to call it, what's the point, right? Right. You just kind of flounder and idle and mediocrity. Yeah. And just kind of survive. And what's the fun in that? Huh. Wow. wow. Especially in our society. Yeah. Now, you know, this is obviously as because I'm a student of psychology. So really, if you don't have Maslow's hierarchy of needs fulfilled, food, shelter, security, you know, so somebody living in Ghana might have a different look on life than us here. Mm. But most of us here are taken care of, right? Like we have food in our bellies for the most part, not everyone, of course. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, for the most part, we are sort of spoiled in this society. So we can look at those more enlightened type of things, (laughs) I guess you could call it. And that's like, what is my purpose? So you should take advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you went there because I think if we do tap into purpose, if we do take advantage of finding our North Star, giving back, networking, being available, 
because again, someone calls you at 11 at night. Some people don't pick up the phone, you know, super yeah, guilty of sure. that myself. Yeah, absolutely. But, but from that conversation, continuing to change the world, continuing to level up. And I love what you touched on because as you shared, you know, some of your failures, even the not knowing of it and owning it and recovering from it, resetting from it, it's in alignment with what you just shared. Bernard, I know my purpose, you know, so it's, right. it's not hard for me to envision what must become or what's my next step, because ultimately for me, it's about purpose. Now, just one, one last thing I want to say with that. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, but it's comes down to that. Our decisions are what create our reality, right? Not necessarily our circumstances. Mm-hmm. It's the decisions we make that dictate and define our lives. So if you make bad decisions, you're probably going to have a bad life, right? Yeah, that's so clear. Yeah. It's really that simple. Not easy, but it's that simple. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was good because I was going to ask you any closing words of wisdom. I was looking for another Einstein quote if you have one. But also just tell us and tell the listeners how to stay connected with you, stay connected with the Change Your Point of View podcast network. And even, you know, for those who are just going to track and celebrate battle site technologies, you know, just tell us how to connect with you everywhere. Yeah. So you can find me on Facebook. I'm everywhere. kind of. So I've got, you know, Benetton on Facebook and then Change Your POV podcast network, Facebook, Twitter, the whole gamut of... uh Social, yeah. Social media and our website is changerpov.com. Uh, Cigars and Sea Stories.com is the other podcast. Battle Site Technologies, or we got Battle Site Tech or Battle Site Technologies.com. Uh, not a ton of info there, but we'll be ramping that up as we come out and, and more stuff. And the product that we're putting out is just our first product. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that's also about giving back to the community and helping folks do their jobs better and safer and everything else. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's probably the best places. Well, Bennett, amazing conversation, but I'm still going to push on you. What other quotes, nuggets? I know you you do have the opportunity to have a lot of conversations or maybe even a story that you heard recently that you feel is just worth sharing as we close. Really the biggest thing that I've been slapped with as of late is this purpose over circumstance, purpose over circumstance, Mm. right? So realizing if you look back at your life in hindsight, that your circumstances don't matter as much as your choices do. Now, just because you have, you know, you might grow up in poverty, you might not come from the right side of the tracks, you might not have grown up with a father or, you know, a mother or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. You can't let the circumstances dictate how you're going to live your life where you come from, what color you are, what race you are, what religion you are, any of it, right? Mm -hmm. You still have decisions to make that are going to make your life better or not. We all know this. This is like innate, right? But it's hard to make those correct decisions. I think what it is, is it comes down to that is this comes down to the responsibility as well, is you have to take responsibility for your actions and your decisions and try to make the best ones possible with the information that you have. And if you don't do that, you're just going to flounder. Yeah, I guess that's what it comes down to. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. Connect with Bennett Tanton on Facebook. I love your intro. It says, dedicated to sharing knowledge to help people empower their community and enhance their lives. And everything you shared is definitely in alignment with that. Bennett, thank you again for, uh, you know, just penciling me into your 
busy calendar to share some stories. And I didn't want to touch too much on cigar and see stories. I'm not going to say I'm hating because it's a, a well done and well branded marine effort. <laughs> but, right. but I think it's just worth mentioning. Again, you do great work on behalf of the veteran leader community. I just want to thank you. Yes, you're very welcome. Cigars and Sea Stories is a little bit more explicit than the other podcast. Let me put that out there. So but, but it's still good. Little, if there's little ears, don't listen to it in your car. If there's little ears around, just saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, And that's kind of the ethos. So I appreciate it, Bernard. Anytime you need anything, just holler. Will do. And thank you for that as well. And enjoy the rest of your day. And don't get snowed in. Yeah, we'll try not to. <laughs> All right, take care. Take care.